Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Never On Site. Hi, this is Joseph and joining me as usual is Mayur Chopdekar. Hi, Mayur. Hi, host. Not a good day for yeah. both of us, right? There were big matches yeah, for right. both of our teams. We just made a video saying what were our real expectations from both our teams. And this matches definitely didn't go in the directions we were thinking about. So, let's start right. with like, Manchester Derby first or El Clasico? Yeah, sure. We'll start with the Manchester Derby. Um, probably because that was the game that we expected this result. Probably um, because Real Madrid versus Barcelona, we, it was always down to the last, uh, like in the clutch moment, who can come up with the um, with the goal to uh, pull the team over the line. But then in the United Derby, you could see that the gap in both sides were astronomical. Like it was, it was, it was huge. Uh, so probably uh, United um, did struggle. If you if you watch the match, you could uh, clearly make out that United were late, uh, at least by a second to every um, ball, and they were reacting too late to anything that City were doing. But in the first half, United were lucky not to concede. I think Onana and Maguire are really impressive. Apart from that, I, I can't see a bright spot in that game where uh, City completely outplayed United. We had our chances, but um, never we never looked convincing in the sense that we could finish those chances against um, City's defence with Kyle Walker running back, with Ederson being there to stop those one-on-one um, those -on -one chances that we had. United don't look like a convincing side to me, and I think they will... Uh, I think we will struggle to reach the top four if it continues like this. A lot of interesting things that happened um, in terms of the lineups. United decided not to play Regulon and Varan because of tactics. Um, probably, uh, I, I, I can't understand what kind of tactics uh, ETH is talking about in the sense that purely as um, in their trade, I'm sure Evans and um, uh, Lindelof cannot match Regulon and Varan. But then is he talking about progressing the ball or is he talking about, uh, you know, releasing the ball at the right time? Um, probably something that he doesn't trust Varan or um, Regulon to do. So something I'm uh, very curious to see why he decided not to play those two players and also as soon as Bruno switched to the right you could see that we were lopsided we had the likes of let's say um, an Elanga playing or um, Garnacho and Rash Rashford playing uh, then we would have had runners to pick up pick the ball and pick, to pick the ball too but right now you could see that Fernandez can't run past people he's struggling to keep the ball uh, United as a team can't keep the ball. So that is something we knew already. But against a side like City where we know that we won't get much possession of the ball. That is when you need to counter-attack. That's what United are good at. So basically, I don't know what we tried in that game. Uh, because nothing came off. And I think probably the worst performance in a derby that I've seen in the last uh, two, three years. Because I know that City have um, beaten us comfortably before, but in this, at no point did we look like we 
uh, we are going to win this match. Yes. And one question I would definitely like to add is we saw after post game Eric Tanak had some words. Uh, he was asked when will United play like Ajax. He said never. So what do you think? Has he lost his track? Because even I was in his support initially when there were no players in the last season. He was trying to play whatever he can with the players he had. But this time around he had his window. Though he didn't get his all his transfers, but he had one or two signings which he wanted. And now we can see he has again gone to the route one system. And probably this defeat and what is like is he still around? What would make him like uh, would make him sack or what? What do you expect like future wise? So for me, uh, with Radcliffe um, getting to call the shots in United, um, I think there is a lot of uncertainty around who all will stay at United because it's pretty clear that he wants to. Um, change the um, decision-making process. Uh, also, whoever is on top might not like might wake up on a um, on a day and and figure out that they are not in charge anymore. So a lot of uncertainties uh, around United, and I think Eric Tanhag might be sacked only if probably he decides that uh, we need a different direction. This is not the coach that we want. So that is the only re- only way I see United sacking Eric Tanhag this early in the season, because we know that United didn't have the best of transfer windows. We know the injury concerns that United have. To um, you know, if you look at Klopp, if you look at Pep, they did take the time to you know um, stamp their authority on the team in the sense that. Um, to uh, make the team play in the philosophy that they wanted because of the personnel that they had. So I think Eric and I did mention that um, right now, he first of all, he doesn't want to play the Ajax style at United. Second, even if he wanted to, probably this team cannot do it. Technically, they are not good enough to do it. Something that this team is good enough is to do the counter-attacking football that they have been doing in the past. So uh, probably that is why he's sticking to this, and probably it will take one or two years for him to implement any sort of philosophy. Right now, it seems as if we are just um, fighting to stay in the um, European uh, competition. So that's all for the Manchester derby. Let's move on to quickly on to El Clasico. So we know uh, the result is to one in the favor of Real Madrid. First off, uh, from a Barca perspective, first off was very good, really good. And we have seen this with Xavi. His homework, wherever he uh, comes in these big games, the first half is always usually good. What we have lacked in this uh, Xavi era is uh, decent finishing. When we had those chances, when we are on the top, we lack finishing. And eventually, we know nowadays the game is about uh, taking full advantage when you are in your momentum. And Real Madrid is one of the best teams to do that. And we saw in the second half, the way they were in the best team. Yes, it was a Barca had their chances, Madrid had their chances. But as Xavi said in his post-conference, Madrid is a team which can score two goals in two shots. While we take five to six shots for a goal. So that just states uh, the uh, whole scenario going around Xavi. But yes, I was happy. But the thing which he is lacking is uh, probably struggling with when the coach uh, substitutes, does his substitutes. Or when there is an in-game uh, change which is done, Zavi takes a lot of time to adapt to it. So that is the biggest struggle which I have seen. 
apart from that for real madrid fans bellingham who is in a unbelievable uh, form he has been just scoring for fun and there were uh, doubts about him scoring from uh, maybe a tap in or probably something like that from near to the goal but in this game we saw a 30 plus yard screamer probably a bit helping hand from terstegen but yes that was a good goal and definitely uh, looks like uh, it's just a matter of time till when can he handle this is it uh, ca- can he carry through throughout the season or is it just a purple patch that is something interesting to see but at the point at the moment real madrid is definitely enjoying water bellingham is pro- providing them yeah. in these early stages yeah. so uh, probably bellingham drawing comparison to the likes of sidan at this moment uh, with the season just we are in like 10th game week and he has surpassed i think sidan's best season in terms of goal involvements in terms of goals and assists i think it was 13 or something that he has surpassed i'm not sure about the number but then he has matched that so probably um something that uh, real madrid were looking to incorporate in their team a uh, goal scoring uh, midfielder because they didn't have the uh, attacking power in terms of a striker when when benzema left so probably that is one and also concerning uh, even that took place after the match for barca was um, if you had seen the gundogan press uh, conference where he came up and said that uh, basically i didn't come here to lose these kind of matches and he didn't see the reaction probably that um, he wanted from his team once he once they lost like so this is something which is going on around all the clubs where are we embracing a new era where players are doing a job if they can't win it that's it let's go party tonight so uh, this was also apparently uh, visible when rashford Uh, there were rumors that Rashford went partying after the City uh, loss. So there is no. I'm not sure about the um, uh, if it's a fact or not. But then, are we moving to an era where this is not frowned upon? Probably the likes of uh, Roy Keane and um, Neville will sit in their boxes and complain about it. But um, uh, is this something we are moving towards? Yes. and regarding gundogan thoughts yes definitely that is something we have lacked as a team as well it was really good someone of his caliber and the leadership qualities we always needed someone like him uh, i ho- just hope he has said the same thing in the dressing room as well uh, saying it outside in media definitely put some pressure on the players in their right. next game to perform uh, so i hope it's just not in the media and hopefully he has said the same things in the dressing room as well So let's see how Barca reacts. Uh, it's a very important uh, juncture in Barca's uh, title charge as well. Currently, they are in fourth. We'll talk it, talk more about it when we go in the La Liga phase of our podcast. So let's move on to the Premier League games, host. Yeah, some like interesting results. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs, Spurs playing really good, top of the table. Right. Who would have thought at this stage that? Um, Spurs would be on top after losing Kane, and the way they, you know, churn out results. Even though Crystal Palace away is a tough fixture, and uh, Crystal Palace did play really well, uh, but I think Son scored the uh, winning goal, right? So it it shows the grit, the character that they have. Really impressed with the side, but we all know that at some point they will uh, drop off because we don't 
realistically consider them as a title challenger right now moving on to the chelsea brand but yes in, in this game also they struggled definitely till the first goal went they right, were struggling right. and we have seen if uh, you block the midfield part uh, the area spurs struggle were to create from wings so that is something they definitely other teams will take note of and as you said will definitely will caught up right moving on to the chelsea brentford game um, chelsea were coming into this game in a rich form um, but then brentford we know that they feast on such opportunities where they are the underdogs and uh, you know the other team is going for the win that's when brentford are always dangerous so embomo um, probably ran the show we knew that a lot of us took him out of the team uh, after the wild card but then he scored and assisted again a couple of 14 pointers consecutively so um, that begs the question when when will chelsea be the chelsea that we expect them to be because um, against the brentford side you expect them to go and win the match they did play uh, quite well in terms of they had control but then in the counters uh, they were punished uh, yes. and the last goal when i think sanchez went up and then um, <coughs> brentford uh, pulled off a counter attack where even the goalkeeper was left stranded Yeah, and against low block Chelsea generally uh, is struggling a lot this season. Against teams who press higher, we saw against Arsenal they tend to play very good. Let's move on to the other team, Arsenal. Uh, playing without Odegaard, they dropped Odegaard. We have seen Odegaard not performing to his levels which he set last season. So this time around, there were few changes. We saw Enketia coming in with Jesus' absence uh, due to injury and Odegaard being dropped. So a comfortable win against a. Uh, opponent who has not been in best of forms this season and a final was a deserved score and the uh, main right. part this week was newcastle dropping points after playing such good midweek game in champions league they dropped few points against wolves so did you watch the game yeah i did it was a very interesting match and um, you have to give credit to wolves because at one point we thought they were the side who might get relegated but then they did turn around the season really well and they did play even against united i think it was the opening one of the opening games where they did impress us we thought that's because united were uh, not great but then playing against the newcastle side showing that um, you know that hunger to you know not lose is something that is spectacular i think newcastle scored uh, the first goal and then wolves equalized Newcastle scored the second goal and then Wolves equalized. So it, it it was an interesting game where you could see the running power of both sides. But interestingly, Neto uh, pulled his hamstring and might be out for a couple of weeks. Then we'll see if Wolves have enough depth to cover him because I think uh, he was very instrumental in how they did play. Yes. Yeah. Moving on to the uh, Sunday games, probably surprising result was West Ham versus Everton, where we uh, we would have tipped uh, West Ham to win it against an Everton side at their home. Um, I, I think West Ham weren't that impressive. Mm, I think DCL scored uh, for Everton, I suppose. Yes. 
and then the action villa game 3-1 as we expected um, surprise luton did score in that game but uh, interestingly watkins didn't return probably a lot of people did captain him in the wild in in their teams as well and the surprise another surprise was brighton dropping points against fulham we have seen brighton in midweek yeah. playing good football against ajax who has been struggling in their league but uh, when the uh, midweek games and uh, premier league games comes we have seen such team struggle uh, they have tried to add quality but it's very demanding of players to perform week in week out uh, and against such tough quality so that was something which was expected but yes against fulham uh, yeah uh, it will be a big uh, for a setback for the brighton team and let's talk about liverpool post liverpool uh, darwin nunes show everyone was expected everyone expected him to play really good and he was benched a couple of games before this and was used as a sub in this game he started and delivered definitely definitely um, he could have scored a couple more but then he is a hit and miss type of player because you know that um, some days he'll finish all three chances some days he will take five chances to finish one but then he was very impressive in the sense that he does pull defenders out of position people are worried if he'll run behind you it, it opens up space for the likes of jota salas so obviously did you i think he was very impress, impressive um, and he was involved in all the chances that united that liverpool did create uh, so interesting pick for fpl as well with darwin and sobisley um, in the sides i've seen a lot of teams who have them and um, it's something to look out for uh, because uh, there were some um, stats running around in the fpl community where Salah seems to struggle with teams that uh, sit back. Uh, so that is also something to watch out for. And Liverpool um, um, do look as if they are ready to, you know, go into the top two, top three race right now. Because I didn't expect them to do so when the season started because I could see certain flaws in their uh, midfield and in the transition as well. But then they are slowly coming into uh, in, into the mix. So let's move on to La Liga now. Uh, La Liga started Girona, who was on the top of the table till Friday, uh, Saturday early morning Indian time. They won their game, interesting game. They scored in the 94th minute and won the game. So they were top till then. Uh, but then Real Madrid got their points and now Real Madrid are top. Uh, why? A surprise entry, Atletico Madrid, who I have mentioned this season from 2023, uh, 2023 has started. They have been playing really well and now they sit third on the table and Barcelona is fourth. So again, interesting run. Uh, Girona still holding on to the top spots is interesting uh, to see and how they will still hold on is something you have to tune in and see, check out week in, week out. So let's move on to Bundesliga. 8-0 for uh, Bayern Munich and I'm sure most of you who are rapid football fans must have seen uh, the Harry Kane goal uh, from the center line. Oh, it, we knew he had the uh, technique. I think even in Premier League he has tried to pull that off. But then when it comes off, it looks absolutely spectacular. Mm, reminds me of the Beckham goal of Rudy scoring as well. And such audacious thinking that he has 
uh, and to execute that you need your uh, technical abilities to be you know top notch so uh, bayern are looking really good now in the past two three games we have seen even in the champions league that uh, they are coming off uh, with wins with convincing wins in some games and when it's very tough they do uh, come out on top eventually a lot of that goes to harry kane because he is absolutely you know looking really dangerous in this side and he can pop up any time and score and also musiala looks really good in terms of dictating the play and also taking on defenders so bayern are a really uh, interesting side to watch uh, borussia dortmund have drawn 3-3 to uh, frankfurt uh, apart from that um, probably um, wolves uh, wolfsburg augsburg 3-2 they have lost again leverkusen berlin uh, leverkusen lost uh, like they have looking good i think alonso is there right and yes. um, they are leipzig uh, as well good. yeah right right so those are the teams so, so let's move on to league 1 in league 1 psg have started to uh, get their feet back on track and they have started to collect those victories which they were lacking in the starting 3 4 games and now we can see a lot of players have settled down they know how their players will run where they will be where to find the ball so uh, it's looking currently uh, decent for psg in league 1 uh, while in champions league they are still struggling against good oppositions while there was an interesting incident uh, while uh, the derby between marseille and lyon uh, right who was injured the lyon coach right the away team coach was injured yeah uh, right. there were stones yeah. pelted on their bus and as a result he was deeply injured uh, and blood all over his face and that's why the game was postponed due to safety of the player something interesting to see both the teams uh, uh, have a great rivalry so see, let's see how that things go on there uh, so yes that is done for league 1 let's move on to cdi Yeah, Syria. There are a couple of uh, big matches. Napoli versus Milan, which ended two-two. Inter versus Roma, where probably you would have seen uh, Lukaku running onto the field and Sancho absolutely jeering and whistling him. And Inter did come on top. I think Thuram scored the winner. And uh, Inter are sitting pretty at the top of the table and followed closely by. Uh, Juventus and AC Milan. Um, Napoli is in fifth, and Roma is in ninth spot. Um, yeah, that's how it is in Serie. Yes, and I have to give a shout out to Juventus. The transfer market they had, they just got one player in, and we have seen uh, how intense Serie A was last season, this season as well. Still, they are managing good results, and they are in a good spot now. So, yeah, a team to keep an eye on. We thought last season okay. it might be something. which escalates and more problems will be there later in the stage but they have uh, very well got back on track now fpl host you played your wild card this week how was your wild card right. so um, it never looked as if i could get the get a team that i was convinced about because of the team value that i lost but then i decided that this is the way forward with um, a national player uh, mitoma probably that's the difference that i have with a with a non wild card team like a wild card team which played probably before me in the season so 
uh, I decided to go for that, and luckily Gabriel didn't play, and Taylor came off the bench. I did have Maguire in the bench as well. Probably I'll play him ahead of Gabriel this week and uh, the coming week. So Simkas also coming in with points. So these are the um, the differentials that I have um, with the um, team that wildcarded before me. So apart from that, probably Salah scoring in the last um, like last part of the match probably held us or else uh, Haaland. Yeah, yeah, it would have been definitely a red arrow. Um, probably Watkins blanking also did help in, in terms of a lot of people uh, captained him as EOs around uh, more than 100 probably. And Douglas Lewis chipping in with a goal uh, with an assist probably. That's why I have decided to take him over Palmer for the good run of success where he might get a odd penalty or he might chip in with an assist. So that's why I went with Douglas Lewis over, um, you know, the likes of Palmer. But then could I have gone with Diaby? Um, I thought probably in that price bracket, I don't want to make too many changes because I wanted Matoma for his good run of fixtures in a longer term. So I do have all three um, Aston Villa players. Probably I'll just hold on to them and see how it, um, how they perform in the next two, three games and then decide to take out probably Cash and Douglas Lewis. Yeah, that's how it is. I'm, I'm you will be not... saving, right? Saving a free transfer. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'll be saving my transfer uh, because the team looks good for the next couple of games. And there is an interesting shout for captain this week as well. Salah against Luton Town. Where we have seen they struggle a lot. Haaland, well-rested Haaland against a Bournemouth. There was seven-day gap between their two games. It will be a well-rested City team. Watkins, as usual. Son, as well. So, there are quite a few options. So, have you thought anything was who you will be captaining? Yeah, I think I'll go Allen because it's a home game. But then, in this game week also, I knew United would struggle. But then, the wildcard forced me to captain Salah. More than me wanting to captain uh, Salah, I knew that Allen will score at, at least a brace was sure. But then... Can you go against uh, a lot of people who did have Salah, who would captain Salah, probably against a very poor side. Uh, but then, at least he did return, which is which is good for us. And for me, I did three transfers. Uh, I got in Watkins, Gordon and uh, Gabriel in for Pedro Poro, Mbuemo <laughs> and Alvarez. Not a good side, Mbuemo scoring 14 points. And all the transfers in were a big flop. Apart from that, Son, Madison, uh, Diaby, the main man this time around. And Cash being lucky, getting subbed off early. And Haaland as usual being the culprit. So this time around for me, I guess either it will be a burn transfer out because I have Boatman as well. To maybe a Simikas or something like that. Or I might save because next week there are uh, things where I have to... Get moving like uh, Saka, Mitoma are the options I want in uh, maybe at 12 or game week 13. So I have to get that funds arranged. So uh, the burn burn will be an out. Uh, Apparently, uh, Botman is out for longer than okay. expected. So oh, probably you'll have to do Botman right. out. Yes, because we have seen yeah. now the Newcastle good fixtures are done for uh, its uh, mixed right. bag of fixtures. So yes, we can move on from two Newcastle defenders to probably one. And for captaincy, as was mentioned, uh, confidently on Haaland because he has rest. 
they have been playing really well and bonmouth at home is nothing more you can ask for from haland after almost not scoring a hat trick this weekend so season hmm. form so uh, if you want to play with us you can join our league the league code is mentioned on the screen and in the description box below and before we go on uh, champions league uh, three fixtures have been played between all the groups and we know how now the teams are shaping up forming out so let's start hose uh, with group a so in group a united and bayern munich so what do you think about group a uh in the united group uh, i think uh, definitely uh, bayern will run away with it as it stands uh, because they have looked really good and uh, even the last game they did uh, come away with a result uh, against galatasaray if if i'm not wrong right 3-1 against uh, galatasaray so um, it looks as if bayern will top and between the other teams i think um, galatasaray is uh, in second right now with four points united with three points so it's between united and galatasaray uh, because um, with the now we have seen that all teams have played against each other um, i think galatasaray do look a bit more you know dangerous uh, because even bayern had trouble uh, with them in the initial stages of the match so i i don't think united will go through because we do struggle a lot against um, even weaker opposition we have seen how united play uh, and probably not a popular opinion but i would want united to not go through because i don't want to see united being beat we are in no way in contention to win the championship champions league might as well lose here rather than getting thrashed by some other side uh, in the next round so probably i am tipping bayern and galatasaray to go through uh moving on to group b arsenal lens sevilla and psv eindhoven so we saw sevilla playing really well in la liga and this was an important game the game before that they drew with real madrid so they were in form ramos was in form but arsenal came out uh, after we saw them struggling in last game week of champions league they came out and they got the three points and arsenal sit at the top with six points while lens a surprising team sit with five points in second and sevilla aiming for their uh, ever favorite europa spot with two points so again that group also looks set arsenal and lens probably need to win one more game each and they can move on to the next round next group was real madrid napoli braga and union berlin real madrid at the yeah. top winning three games right and napoli sitting second with six points three points clear of braga probably that is that uh, group is done and dusted probably we'll see both two going um, uh, probably we have seen yeah. napoli struggle this season in italian league so it will be right, interesting right. to see how they uh, turn up in round of 16 because the look uh, look of the group is very easy for them but yeah round of 16 will be difficult now moving to group d Real Sociedad and Inter with seven points. So, is it a surprising factor, Hose, for you? Real Sociedad. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I thought Inter and probably uh, we we were discussing that Benfica are also a good side now. But then Real Sociedad sitting on top of the table is clearly surprising. Probably Inter and Salzburg um, for me might still go through. I, I, 
probably uh, we, we have three more games so i don't think real society can but you will probably know how they are playing in la liga like are they, they are, good enough yes yes they are really a good team this weekend barca goes to real society and i'm very scared uh, those are very important points after dropping so they are in form last season also we saw they play really good football they really play good football and they have been showing it on champions league stage as well against good teams salzburg benfica inter are not bad teams comparative to right, right. they're really playing well Definitely. and i hope they qualify here both the teams inter and sociedad need again a single win and they will be going into the next round next is a group e interesting again feyenoord at top with 6 points atletico madrid on second with 5 points so it's closely consistent consistent uh, uh just right and lazio lazio i thought atletico and lazio would go through then mm. feyenoord uh, sitting on top uh, probably that's a surprise but then in this um, group probably all three have uh, equal chances to go through right now the next group is group f the group of death we mentioned death, that yeah. and psg even though not being the favorites uh, after suffering a defeat in uh, newcastle at the hands of newcastle still sitting at the top comfortably with 6 points while dortmund who got a surprise win this week uh, last weekend uh, at newcastle mid week sorry so this makes dortmund and newcastle at 4 for each points and that is again milan out of the race still not sure but yes they just have two points it's living up to the name of the group of death at least and all the games all the games have been very interesting in the champions league in this group and uh, it's still anyone's guess who is going to go through yes and talking about the last two games uh, groups uh, first about group g man city comfortably sitting at the top we know we discussed this they have a easy group their luck uh, has been always good in the group stages and leipzig playing good competition for second spot uh, so yeah that's interesting to see and the last group group h which barcelona consists again barcelona also sitting undefeated at the top of the table with 9 points and fc porto which we imagine will be a interesting uh, pick for the second position are in second position with 6 points so that wraps up our uh, champions league uh, roundup as well more three group stage games remaining and after that we'll see what happens who will move on So host that's it for this week uh, if follow us on all our social media handles all the links are in description box below we'll be back next week with more uh, news and reviews as well so see you till then bye bye bye